welcome to a special Quest Brewing Showcase episode of... Brutal Battle. Yes, uh, one of the uh, showcase episodes that I'm pretty excited about because we met the brewers, uh, we met the guys who founded uh, the place, and we were given the beers for this episode very graciously by uh, Don Richardson, co-founder and one of the brewers, uh, well I believe head brewer, at Quest Brewing uh, in Greenville, South Carolina. And if you're listening to this right now and you did not listen to the interview episode that we did when we went and uh, visited Quest in South Carolina, uh, go back, listen to that episode, because there's a lot of really good information that Don gives out to give you a real good idea of who Quest Brewing really is, how they got started, all that kind of stuff. The important thing to know is that they're great guys. They had some nice beer. Uh, two of the beers we're having here tonight we've actually tried before. The other two we have not, so it'll be interesting to retry two that we've had and try two for the first time, which will be awesome. Um, just, I, I'll, I'll give a little bit of information about Quest, uh, but it's not going to be much, and we can kind of talk it, about just our experience st- in general. Should we start with one, though? We can start with a beer. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, why not? We really so need what to are cut we, to the chase. What are we starting with? Okay, so we're starting with the their Golden Fleece, which is a Belgian pale ale. And if you listen to the uh, interview episode with Don, Don is a fan of Belgian-style beers, so here is his Belgian influence showing up. And this is one of their legendary series beers, which is what they call like their staple year-round beers. And it is 4.5%. All right, in a can. We will need no uh, bottle opening device during this podcast because two are cans and two are cork and cage, which is uh, potentially a first for these styles. It'll be interesting to see how you fight with those cork and cages later. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes they're really rough. Yeah, they're hard. Sometimes they're real rough. Okay, so Belgian style pale ale, golden fleece, looks a little bit yellowish, but a lot of orange. Okay, yeah, it. there's definitely some orange in there. Oh, it's a little hazy. I can yeah, I can kind of see my fingers on the other side, but it's kind of hazy looking there's through there. A, a little bit of like a white head, some mm. bubbles. Yeah, around the edges. What's it smell mm. like? Ooh, there's a citrusy kick. On the yeah. nose that I don't think I was expecting from a Belgian pale. I'm not getting a lot of the t- typical like banana cloves. Right, I'm not getting at all, which yeah. I like. Right, exactly. It's not smelling like real Belgian yeasty. I'm getting more of that citrus that we were talking about smelling immediately. I feel like I am getting a little bit of banana, but it's more of like a green banana. Okay, I can see where you're coming from. Oh yes, you you have to keep working. Like you have to. Keep like smelling it to get past that initial citrus, and then you do get it, like, right under that citrus. It's not, like, an artificial-type banana flavor. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... Belgian yeasty. Yeah, mmm, smells delicious. It smells like a really good, uh, kind of, uh, in-between, between those two, like, the banana and the citrus. It was really good. So I had my first sip, and now I, I do remember liking this beer, and I remember Ooh. why, because it is just, like, the perfect... Marriage between a pale ale and a Belgian. Yeah, it's just like a easy to drink. It tastes like a well done kind of like fifty fifty mix yeah. of like a Belgian style pale ale and like a nice citrusy hopped uh, like West Coast style pale ale. It's not too many hops. Not too you know. It's all just perfect. Wow. Yeah, and it is much like the smell where you get that citrus up front, and then you kind of get to that banana clovey aspect uh, and and a little. 
almost wheat-ish. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. On the finish, um, that tastes good. Mm-hmm. And, the, and there's a decent bitterness on the end to, to back it up. Um, but it's not overpowering. It's wow, well, it's good. I like it. This is one that we had had originally at, at the Saber event, I and I don't, I don't really remember it all that well. I remember liking it, yeah. but I don't remember what it tasted like. So this is a good refresher. It's good. Mm. And the more I taste this, there is that citrusiness, but there's also a little bit of an apricot that starts coming through as I keep going on the taste. This is a nice, nice pale ale. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Golden fleece, very nice. All right, so let me let me give you just a little bit of information um, about Quest. So Quest, the name, um, well, first of all, they officially got things rolling in 2012. So they've been around for a little over four years now, um, and they decided to go with Quest because of the whole idea that they felt like people in Greenville were kind of always questing for something, and they wanted the name of the brewery to really kind of reflect where they were, because. Um, you know, if you listen to the interview, Don talks about, like, really being kind of tied into that community and loving the community of Greenville. Uh, and one of their big goals as a brewery is to try to really create uh, sought-after beers that are really well done, which, from what we tasted, is what's going, <laughs> was what's going on, basically. Um, but here, here is a mission and vision statement that I want to just read from their website. Our mission at Quest Brewing Company is to produce unique, quality beers that are second to none. We operate in ethical and environmentally friendly standards while handcrafting our products. At Quest Brewing uh, Production Facility, we strive to be a destination destination for the exquisite craft beer lover, lover Jesus, and a hub for the area's foodies. Our goal in creating a treasured regional brewery is enhanced by being a sustainable, low-impact, and environmentally friendly company. We strive to use locally sourced goods whenever possible in order to minimize our carbon footprint and strengthen the local economy. The vision for Quest Brewing Company is become a premium craft beer brand in the southeast. We wish to grow the company slowly and steadily while keeping our core values intact. Mm-hmm. It's a good mission statement, obviously. And I feel like talking with both Don and Andrew. Andrew um, I mean, we only spoke with Don when we were in Greenville, but... Andrew at Saver, you know, you definitely can sense that they are living out that that mission. Mm-hmm. And um, the the locally sourced thing, uh, we we got a lot of examples of that from Don on the interview and mm-hmm. when we were just chatting with him. You know, talking about all the places locally where they get a lot of fruit with, for a lot of their beers, but typically, unfortunately, for a lot of people, those fruits go into um, more local beers. So that I, I get the sense that that the fruited beers typically aren't really leaving South Carolina so much. So maybe even the brewery. <laughs> yeah, maybe not even the brewery. That's true. Um, I know you heard me if you listen to it ranting and raving about their about the smoked oh. peach dark saison when we were there, and oh, God, it was so good. I'm thinking about that pumpkin saison. Yeah, the kermis. Which, oh. uh, yeah, that was. More that. It was a pumpkin saison with spices, and it was just. Like, it was right. I mean, it was a lot of pump, not a lot, a good amount of pumpkin flavor and not too much on the spices, which a lot of pumpkin beers, they just do too much when it comes to spicing. Um, But like I said on the interview, like, Quest Brewing seems to be about restraint when it comes to the flavors in the beer. They're getting a good mixture. They're getting it on a nice, smooth level, and everything's harmonious. Uh, There are a lot of instances where breweries just don't have that kind of restraint. 
And like with their smoking mirror that we talked about that we had at Saver, which was our smoked porter, um, there was smoke there, but the smoke wasn't crazy. There are so many smoked porters out there that are just crazy amounts of smoke, or there's not enough. You're like, oh, this is smoke. There's nothing there. It was like the perfect amount. Probably the best yeah. smoke pour I ever had. What was the, there was a story off podcast that Don was telling us about some sort of fruit someone offered him. And he was like, yeah, I'll take it. I'll have to figure out what to do with it. Was but it blackberries? What, uh, maybe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. They make a, a blackberry saison. Yeah, I think so. And he, he said was that, talking. Yeah, he was talking yeah. about all this stuff they had done with fruits. And I was just like, oh my God, it makes me wish that I could be closer. Because I bet when they tap those things, they're just awesome. Well, and they probably he, go fast. Yeah, he said, didn't he say how he was surprised how fast it went? Yeah. I mean, so. when you're doing good stuff, you're doing good stuff. And people hear about it and people want to try it, so... Um, I'll talk a little bit more about them, but, uh, let's do another beer. Okay. Let's move real quick on to another one. Golden Fleece is nice. All right, so this next one is, uh, it's in a 16-ounce can. The first one, the Golden Fleece, was a 12-ounce can. Uh, this second one is their IPA called Elida, and it's in a 16-ounce can, which I love the 16-ounce cans. Uh, this beer, where's the ABV on this? It's like on the side here. Is it? I'll find it for It's a little tough. 6.9. 6.9%. 6.9. percent Okay, got it. This is another one that we've had, and we had it kind of recently, so I already knew what it Well, and while we were, like, the, you know, we were at the brewery before they actually opened for the day, and um, we were sitting there, and Carlin was recording, and then as soon as we were done recording, some guy, like, knocks on the door and comes in and is like, how many did he buy two packs for? He bought like two four packs or yeah. something. He's like, "This is this beer is great." Of the Elida idea, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Don let him in. He's like, "Yeah, sure." Like, come it's on. It's like I'm like, not open, but what do you want? Yeah. You know? No, no problem. I'll, I'll sell these beers to you. So, but I, that's just kind of the types of people they are. They're just accommodating. They're very accommodating. They're very nice, gracious people. Um, yeah. So. Well, it's- and that's kind of, I feel like, for a lot of people in the craft beer industry. Yeah. You know, they're just... No, that's true. Okay. This um, is, like, a very dark-looking dark IPA. It's it's orange, but it's almost got a brownish hue Yeah, I was going to say it. red. It's, like, red-orange. Red yeah, it's, like, a brownish-orange, in my opinion, but I'm, it's, uh... I'm getting... I don't know. My first... I'm getting, like, burnt caramelized sugar. I... I can see, yeah. I can see. I mean, where I'm you're getting, getting like it. the hops. Yes. But I'm like getting... a like a little bit of a grassy kind of hop. Yeah. But I get a lot of apricot on the nose. Hmm. Okay. It's like it. It smells very malty. Like it has yes. like a, a very big malty backbone to it. But there's a lot of flavor coming through the nose that mm. smells like apricot to me. And I see what you're saying about that kind of like burnt sugar. Type thing like, like scotch almost. Like maybe there's maybe it's kind of uh, akin when we taste it, akin to like a baked apricot with brown sugar mm. kind of burnt onto the top of it, which pro- that, sounds like something tasty to make. <laughs> to be honest, like a brulee apricot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've had this beer recently. Mm-hmm. It's really good. So when I had first tried it. I was like, I was kind of taken aback in the sense that it wasn't what I was expecting. Because the hot thing with IPAs now, and a lot of people on the East Coast are trying to emulate, is the West Coast style. Or the Northeast style, where it's 
you know, it's got some oats in it, and it's very, like, hop-forward and very juicy and citrusy, and then it falls off after not too long. Um, or the West Coast style, which has more bitterness to it and is very citrusy. Um, or, you know, just kind of, like, light IPAs. This is a very substantial IPA. Yeah, um, it has, like, a real... It coats your mouth. It's like it's a... syrupy. Yeah. Yeah, it's real syrupy. Uh, so that kind of took me... I was taken aback at first because I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting your more typical IPA, and I was, like, confused. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. But then I started drinking it more, and I'm like, there's, like, so much apricot flavor to this. And it's actually the, the malty backbone to it and how thick it is, it's kind of nice. It works really well. Yeah. Like, it's not... Yeah, I can't say I've had a lot of IPAs like this. It's more of a sipper style IPA. But I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And there's not a ton of bitterness to it either. No. But that apricot aspect comes off so juicy. As you keep drinking, I feel like it just becomes juicier and juicier with mm. the apricot aspect. So good. I don't really taste... Do you taste that kind of burnt sugar aspect oh, yeah. you're talking about? I do. Mm. I'm just getting so much of that juicy apricot that it's just like... I don't... Yeah, maybe a little bit of like a slightly, slightly burnt malt. Uh, I mean, I think I think it's probably it's probably malt, but to mm-hmm. me, it tastes you know the, a little darker than yeah. you would would typically think. Well, yeah, especially for an IPA. Yeah, mm. that's a very unique IPA in my opinion. So I like that they're kind of doing that, and that's like their stamp. That's their their style that they're that they're putting out there for their IPA. That's good. Like I said, I was I was surprised because at first I thought they're probably just going to be doing what everyone else is trying to do with emulating other IPAs. Yes, so it's definitely. really refreshing and cool to see when they're when breweries are just like, "Eh, we're going to do our own thing and, you know, here it is." And it's good. It's really good. Yeah. I like this Elida. Very nice. So, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the beers that they offer. Oh. Um, just to make you a little more jealous that we don't live closer. <laughs> I was like, why are you doing this? And me as well. So I, I had said that the Golden Fleece was part of their Legendary series. Um, their Elida is also a part of their Legendary series, which is their, you know, year-round. So there's the Golden Fleece Belgian Pale, there's the Elida IPA, there's their Caldi Imperial Coffee Stout. I had that. And then there's their Smoking Mirror, which was the smoke mm-hmm. porter that we've talked about. So in addition to that, they also they do some seasonals. They have their own series of seasonals. Um, they have their Saluda Double IPA, which I tried when we were mm. down there. It's a good double IPA. They have a Pecan Porter, mm. which is called Pecan Porter. They have their Ponce, which they had won a um, oh. World Beer Cup award, uh, gold medal that's for. Their hel- Cucumber Jalapeno Saison. I am sad that they didn't have it when we were yes, there. Yes, I know. Um, apparently that sells really fast, too. It sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds really good. Then they had their seasonal, their Kermise, which we've talked mm. about, their pumpkin saison. And then they have Melusine, which is a beer de garde, um, which sounds good. Then we have their limited releases, uh, Beats by Rosemary, which was the pale ale that we tried that we talked about with Rosemary and Beats in it. Uh, Blackberry Wit, which is a wit beer. Uh, maybe that was the Blackberry Wit. Maybe. Yeah. They didn't I think, do yeah, Blackberry Saison. it was the Blackberry, Blackberry wit. wit. You're right on that. They did a, did a Nitro Pepper Pale Ale. That sounds interesting. Oh, that, uh-huh. Scotch Bonnet Pale Ale. Scotch Bonnet's a type of pepper. Oh, okay. Um, 
their Goza called Birds Fly South. Uh, oh, it's a it's a collaboration with Birds Fly South Brewing. Uh, it's just a Goza, straight up Goza. Um, their Cafe Pesh Stout uh, is an Imperial Stout. Uh, Whit, they did a second Whit beer. They did a Hoppy Red, Eye of Ra, which is another Hoppy Red. Oh, yeah, and then One Thousand Year Beer, which is an Oatmeal Amber. That's their limited series. Then they have their Barrel Aged, which a lot of these I was just like, oh my god, I wish we could get all of them. Their Maman Brigitte, which is an Imperial Stout. Uh, Rum Barrel Aged Smoked Peach. Uh, what would that be like? Because the smoked peach was so good. And that is the, the Smoked is Peach that. Dark Saison, but Rum Barrel Aged. Uh, Lewis Redmond Bourbon Barrel Aged Yuyum. Uh, it's their barrel aged uh, Bourbon Barrel Aged Pecan Porter. Uh, bourbon Barrel Aged Caldi, which we had on our uh, one of our, our Saver episode, I believe. Uh, barrel Aged Imperial Coffee Stout. Uh, Lewis Redmond Bourbon Barrel Aged Caldi. Uh, so it's just a little different. Rum Barrel Aged Chocolate Cherry Stout. That's one I really wanted. <laughs> they did not have any, unfortunately. Rum Barrel Aged Imperial Smoking Mirror, which we had talked about, the regular Smoking Mirror. 6 and 20 Barrel Aged Hoppy Brunette. That's a Barrel Aged Belgian Brune. Rum Barrel Aged Caldi which was the coffee stout, Imperial Coffee Stout, and then Bourbon Barrel Age Smoking Mirror, which was the smoked porter. And then they have their Sour Series, which they're kind of just getting going. And the only one they have on their website is their Sour Cherry Creek, mm. which sounds good. I mean, it all sounds good. So. At any rate, um, that's all I wanted to say about that, and I think it's time for another beer. Uh, and it's fitting that we stopped on the uh, Sour Series, because this is another one. Um, it's, it's not on the, the website at the moment, but it's a wine... It's called Elegast. It's a wine barrel-aged Flanders-style sour. So, sour red ale. Not normally my favorite it, style. Yeah, I'm struggling with the cage. Yeah, I know. These cages, man, they're rough know. on your fingers. Gotta be honest. I'm kind of surprised you didn't get this cork out. Hope we don't have a problem. Boom! There it is. Looking good. Looking good. And it's not. It's not bubbling out. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. You would have heard like some yelling and then me saying, "Get away!" (laughs) Get something to sop it up. Okay. Pour some for you, Rebecca. All right. I'm excited because I like Flanders Red style. So, Whoop. all right, so let's see what they got. I looked a, um, little, I looked a little off the side of the glass. It's like a reddish brown yeah. in coloration. It's definitely very, very hazy. hazy. Can't <laughs> see through it. It's got a bit of a white head to it that's yep. sticking around, some big bubbles in the head. Let's smell it. I feel like I'm getting a lot of Ooh. cherry. Yeah. It's very tart on the nose, but it's also soft at the same time, mm-hmm. which is probably obviously coming from the barrels. Uh, a lot, A lot of the times... I mean, what I like so much about the Flanders Red style is the fact that that sourness that you can get with, like, a Flanders Brown or a Sour Brown Ale is kind of, like, taken way down when it's oak-aged or any sort of barrel because it, I just feel like it rounds off those tart edges yeah. at the end. Did you read the ABV? No, I didn't. What is it? 8.3. 8.3. Got it. Thank you for having my Which back. I appreciate because sometimes I really don't like a lot of those high ABV beers. Yeah. Because I drink a little bit and it just 
puts me to sleep. <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of a woodiness on oh, the end oops. of this nose. I, start, I almost started drinking. No, you can go ahead. Um, there's a lot, there's oh, a yeah. decent tartness in the nose. There's a lot of that cherry we were mm-hmm. talking about. And there's a little bit of taste. a woodiness. Oh yeah, you can definitely taste that or smell it, the barrel. It smells really nice. It does. It smells, it smells really like nice. very complex, but like you said, very delicate at the same time. That's so easy. Um, it's not all that tart, to be honest. I really like it, actually. It's good. Because of that reason. It's interesting because when it hits your tongue, you do get a lot of those cherry notes. And I get a little bit of a kind of like a lemony aspect to it as well. And it's like it builds up in tartness and then comes right back down very fast. And it never gets to a point where I... I don't think anyone would say this is too tart or sour. Well, it's very well. I'm sure someone would. Mm. I don't think so. Um, It's got a very present mouthfeel to it. It's kind. It is kind of thick. It's got a bit of a syrupy quality to it. But again, kind of like with Quest style, it's all of the components of the Flanders. Like you get the wine barrel, you get the Flanders. The all of those, but it's. It's just round and yeah. smooth and I and, and the more I keep drinking it, I get like a little bit of like that wine barrel character getting like red grape tannins. I, mean, I my aftertaste, all I taste in my mouth is I feel like I would have been drinking red wine. wine. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot a lot of red wine aspect to it and very tannic like, very, like that bitterness from that. And there's a little bit of that kind of woody character in the finish as well. Mm. I, I like this much more than I thought I would. Yeah, it's very under control. Um, I like that it's only it's the int- 8%. It's interesting because at first it's like the straight up Flanders red, and then the second half of your, of your taste is that wine barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what lingers, like we were talking about, is a lot of you know red wine tannins. I'm interested to find out what mm. barrel it is if it's listed on here. I'm sure, it's not because it just says wine barrel. Yeah, typically I would think they would call it out, but yeah, no, it doesn't look like it says no. It, but it does say that it was from the Hedges family estate winery. So huh. it said red wine barrels. Oh, Didn't specify say. what. Like it has to be red. red. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you can tell if you if you know wine at all. Yeah. If you know red versus white, you can tell for sure when drinking yeah. this beer. I really like this. Mm-hmm. This is a solid lineup. This beer does not disappoint. This beer is quite nice. I'm excited. I'm a fan. Yeah, I was kind of like, eh, when mm. we pulled this out. But wow. I, um, this is very tasty. It's a great mix between sour, sour beer and wine. Yeah, okay. So, so nice, nice work on that. Um, so is there anything else you want to say about our experience with Quest in general? I don't think so. I mean... I know you said you wanted to talk about the ambiance. Um, you know, it's small. It's kind yeah. of, it's it's in an industrial park. Um, I like that they had a board that they posted, like, daily events. They do food trucks. Um, they have certain nights that certain service members get, like, discounts. Um, I forget yeah. what, what it was. It reminded me when we got there, at least from the outside, and then also from the inside when we got there, Reminded me a lot of a bunch of the smaller breweries we went to out in Oregon when we were oh, there. Yeah. Like Boneyard or Crux Fermentation Project, stuff like that. Mm. 
Just like in an industrial area well, or industrial part. style buildings and small. Oh, yeah. But I mean, um, even like... Making good beer. Even like breweries around here, though. Like, mm. Duclaw is in an industrial park. Yeah. Jailbreak. Industrial. Yeah. That's true. Um, it's more of a thing. Springhouse. That's true. Yeah. They're um, not an industrial park, though. They're no. in a former, like, industrial building. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But, uh... One... One of the things is, it just seems friendly. It seems oh, super yeah. friendly. It seems super chill. Um, they have a lot of beers on tap uh, for how small it is. One of the things that I thought was kind of funny but cool at the same time is they had a shower in one of their bathrooms there. And I asked Don about it, and he's like, oh, yeah, Andrew wanted to put that in there. And it's been really useful because, you know, if we have a mishap where, like, beer sprays everywhere on someone, you know, they can just go and they don't have to run home or anything. They can just shower here and... You know, get back to work, and I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. Well, the other thing I thought was kind of cool was I looked in the one wall, and they had, like, a little, like, small bar along the one wall, and underneath were all of these, like, cell phone chargers. Yeah, oh yeah. And I was like, that is perfect, because how often are you out and about on your phone, because that's what people do nowadays, and you need to charge. Yep. So. Yeah. And I mean, it's cool. It's nice. I... Wish we were closer, because some of the beers he talked about, yeah. especially the ones with the fruit, I just want to get my hands on, and I just know it's not going to happen, at least not anytime soon, until they potentially expand and increase uh, distribution and all that. So, But anyway, we had a really fun time, and thank you again, Don and Andrew. You guys rock. Well, let's get to this last yeah, beer. Yeah, let's do this last beer. It was a beer that I, I named when I was going through all the beers on their website. So, let's do it. Another Cork and Cage one. Uh, it is their Rum Barrel Aged Imperial Smoking Mirror, which is their smoked porter. Uh, ABV is 9.6% alcohol by volume, so it's up there. And I'm going to struggle with this Cork and Cage. <laughs> Actually, I'm a little faster at it this time, so that's good. Doesn't mean it hurts my fingers any less. Because it doesn't. Actually, a little bit. Be, hopefully, it'll be worth it. Oh, yeah. There we go. There it we like go. gets me every time. Like I know what's coming, but it's still like, ooh. I love that sound. The the pop oh, is man. such a satisfying. Look at the head sound. on this. Oh, it's a lot. Oh, uh, is that bad? It could be. I hope it's not. It may have just been how I was. Yeah, that's what you were pouring. Mine's not like that. Damn it! Then <laughs> my taste. It's gonna be hard for me to actually taste it because all the head that I poured. That's my fault. What was that? That's. I screwed up. Ugh. Well, it is a beautiful head though. No, oh, yeah, it's it's a substantial, substantial. Well, mine's way too substantial, but you know. Um, so the coloration obviously is very dark, dark, like you'd assume from a smoked porter. Super, super dark. Can't really see eh, around the edges. I can get like a little reddish brown hue. Mm, yeah, a little it, bit. But the the head is pretty brown, pretty oh, tan, like chocolate milk. Yeah. So what does it smell like? Uh. I get a little like bitter, like dark chocolate. Yeah, I'm not getting. I'm not getting any of the smoke. I okay. I get a little of it when I keep sniffing, but it's not very apparent to be honest. I'm not getting a lot. I mean, like you get the malt. Yes, you definitely you get, get the malt. You like, get a little chocolate. Like a bitterness, yeah, but not. I like that chocolate on there. I get a little, little, little bit of that kind of rum spice character. 
they're very, it's a lot of low scent in there. There's a lot of very, very subtle scent to it. it All right, so really, you went in a taste It's really carbonated. It is. It is quite carbonated. Um, I get that chocolate, though. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting any of the rum barrel, to be honest. I get, okay, so I get a little bit of, like, kind of a woodiness, which is coming from the barrel, I assume. Yeah. And if you really reach for it, you can get that kind of rum aspect. I wish we had the regular smoking mirror so we could do, like, a side-by-side, because it has been a long time since I've had the smoking mirror. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't... I'm not getting a ton of the smoke either. No, no. I was just going to say, I'm not... I mean, I know, like we had said, it it wasn't a ton of smoke, but I'm not getting any smoke on this. But I guess maybe if it was if it was aged in a barrel, maybe that would pull the smoke out. Yeah. I honestly get a tad bit of a tartness to it, and I also get a little bit of kind of a, um, a bitter tannic quality, which may be coming from the wood... But sometimes, you know, I've had rum barrel-aged beers before where I can't tell what it is. Yeah. You know, like, I can't tell what the spirit is. I'm like, some sort of barrel because I'm getting some sort of wood to it and, like, more of an astringency that you get with spirits. But I don't know what the hell the rum's doing to it. Right. I think this is one of those beers where I don't really know what the rum's doing. Hmm. I mean, honestly, I'm not huge on it. I really wanted to be, but I'm just not huge on it. It's got a little bit of a tartness on the finish. Um, there's a little bit of that chocolate in there. I can't really get a whole lot of smoke. And like I was saying, I can't really figure out the rum too much. It's not a bad beer. Mm-mm. I think it's also hard because the first three beers were so we're, great. Yeah, they're really, yeah. <laughs> so this one's like, eh. Um, yeah. But it... As I keep drinking it, I'm getting more of a dark chocolate presence. Which yeah, is and nice. it'll be, it's always interesting, you know, off podcast as things start to open yeah, up and up. as, you know, they warm up, if they how they change. I agree with that, definitely. Yeah, so sometimes it changes a little bit, but I'm not huge on this, unfortunately. I was really, I was probably actually most excited for that beer. Yeah, me too. But it ended up being not as exciting as I wanted it to be. But, you know, uh, three out of four we really like, so that's good. And like we said, this one's not bad. Just not feeling it too much. Tis unfortunate. Um, But uh, what did you think overall? It's good. I'm just trying to think because I know you're going to want me to rank these. And I Mm -hmm. honestly don't know how to rank them. Um. I mean, I feel like I almost want to do a three-way tie. A three-way tie? Wow. Okay. You can go back and try some if you want. Yeah, um, you know, actually, now that I keep sipping on this, I am seeing where the rum is. Okay. And I I don't think I'm huge on rum barrel aging. I just love bourbon barrel. Yeah, bourbon barrel oh. is my go-to, and rum barrel aging... I don't think it's as great because it's a little more of like spice, tastes like spices to me. It adds more sweetness yeah. and it's kind of like this spice type character. I don't know. It's not, you know me and spices and beer. I'm just yeah. not huge, but. I have to, okay, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to rank these. I'm going to say my first is the IPA. IPA is really good. I'm going to go one IPA, two Golden Fleece, the Belgian Pale Ale. Three, the Flanders. Mm. 
And then for the Imperial, Imperial Smoking, Smoking Mirror, Mirror Rum Barrel. Yeah, this is hard, actually. This is really hard. Um, mm, I think I... I think I gotta agree with you on the number one. That, really? That Elida IPA, it's a that's very good. it's very good. It's very nice. That's that's a nice surprise when you think about IPAs this day and age. And, this day and age. Well no, because <laughs> because a lot of people are trying to do the same thing. Yeah. And it's this very is different. An instant right. This is an instance of something quite different and it stands out and it stands out in a very good way. Um so yeah, I'd go with that as then, my number one. And then you're gonna go Flanders. <sighs> I want mm, it's it's between that and the Golden Fleece because I know Fleece is I very know that's why that's too. why I initially said three way tie. Um, there it's like so close. I'm gonna go f- the Golden Fleece number two, and, and I'm gonna do it because I got to give it the slight edge just because the Elegast uh, Flanders Red. You want it to be more sour? It, yes, I want it to be maybe a little more sour. It has maybe a little too much. Uh, of the tannic red grape oh. at the end of See, each I think taste. That's, I think that's why I like it. It is good. But, I mean, I'm, I'm ranking it the same, but... Right, but I'm trying to nitpick, so I'm trying to, like, find something to give one of them the edge. Yeah. So that's why I'm bringing that up. So, yeah, I'd say the Elida IPA number one, the Golden Fleece Belgian Pale Ale number two, which I wouldn't have ever expected I would say something like that, but, you know... Uh, then the Allagast Flanders Red Agent Wine Barrels, and then the uh, Rum Barrel Agent Imperial Smoking Mirror. Um, I mean, all this, pretty solid, though. This might be one of the best brewery lineups we've had, to be honest. It's been quite good. Yeah. And um, I am, I, you know, I'm I'm continuing to sip the Imperial uh, Smoking Mirror and Rum Barrels, and I'm warming up to it a little. I. I, I just have a feeling that once this warms up, it's going to be much better. Well, as it's as it's warming since it's been sitting here, I'm getting more of the rum character. Yeah, I think that's going to be much better. And it is is pretty solid. I'm not. I'm just not. I I think this is making me realize I'm not huge on rum barrel aging. I'm really not huge on it. Give me the bourbon. Give me the bourbon barrel. Love the bourbon whiskey. You know. I no still bourbon. No, oh, I'm down with the whiskey. I don't, but... like, I don't like whiskey. So anyway, um, great episode. Once again, Don um, and Andrew, thanks so much Thank for you. providing these beers. really appreciate Keep that. Keep making great beer. Yeah, you guys are making nice beer. And if there's ever a way for you guys to do and bottle or can that uh, smoked Ugh. peach dark saison again, can we try and work out a way that I can get it? <laughs> like, I need that beer in my life. People don't understand how much I really enjoyed that beer. I've thought about it numerous times since. Okay, that, it's a really nice that, beer. That sounds a little creepy. Well, okay. But it's beer. <laughs> it's not It's not like it's a person that has my affection like this. It's a beer. So, anyway. That's true. <laughs> now that I've been weird about beer, let's just... You're uh, just geeking out. Get the sign off, but... I mean, Don did say that he's going to try and get a little bit up, and, up this yeah, way, maybe distribution-wise, so... It'd be cool to see what makes it. Um, I'll take anything, to be honest. Yeah, for real. Good. So anyone out there, uh, if you plan to pop down to South Carolina or anywhere around there, um, see if you can get to Greenville and check out Quest Brewing, because they're cool dudes. They're making damn good beer, and it's a fun place. So Anyway, thank you, everyone, for checking this out. Thank you, Rebecca, for drinking these beers with me. Anytime. Thank you, Quest Brewing, for making good stuff and giving us these beers, because that's what we love. 
Other breweries, if you have interest, you can let us know. If you want something like this, uh, brutalbattlepodcast.gmail.com. Just hit us up. Anyway, thank you, everyone, and keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 